Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Monday, August 2nd, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And we have arrived at the quarterfinals of the Olympic basketball experience. Coach, are you ready to crush this four-game slate? Man, I am so fired up and I can't believe we're at this stage. Here we are. A single elimination, medal time. Uh, this is just absolutely awesome. Could not be more fired up. We have some great matchups. I mean, all four games could be fantastic. They, they really could. So cannot wait to get in here, use some of this knowledge that we've gathered through the, the uh, pool play and see if we can smash uh, this medal round. So I'm ready. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice that we've got these teams where the, the rotations have started to shrink a little bit. And now no more messing around with positioning and saving. There's no reason to save anything. So no, we'll get some good no minutes rest. from these guys and get after it. Exactly. Um, so we'll help everybody here on the four-game DraftKings slate. We'll touch briefly on the one-game FanDuel slate for USA and Spain. But let's start in order of tip like we always do, Coach. Slovenia yes. and Germany. Yep. Get us going here with Luca and company. Absolutely. Well, first of all, uh, Slovenia is the biggest favorite of the four games and uh, undefeated in pool play. And an interesting stat, Andrew, do you know that Luka Doncic is now 16-0 and playing for his national team? And this is a team that's never made the Olympics before. So there is something to be said about momentum and confidence and watching that team, man, they're, they could win the gold. It's very possible. Um, but they are a 14-point favorite, and this is the biggest over-under on the board at 183. So, yes, this game has a lot of intrigue and interest. Um, I really spent time, watched that full game, Slovenia-Spain, twice. And I'll tell you, I, I could not believe what a game Luka Doncic had. Now, it, you look at his stats and say, oh, he had sort of an off game. Well, he... He should have had a triple-double because he missed by one assist and the guys missed a bunch of layups on him that where he would have had the assist. But the bottom line is Spain opened up with a face-guarding box and one. And not only that, but the top guy, if he went right or left, doubled the ball. So it's almost turns into a triangle and two. It's the, it's the same defense I used a million years ago against Kobe Bryant back in 96 when uh, we held him to 16 points, which was his lowest total of the season. It was identical defense. And I, I thought this is these are pro players playing basically two guys on Luka and the other three to find their way. But here's the amazing thing. He didn't lose his cool. He played fantastic basketball, brilliant passes, saw the floor, and he had the other guys all stepped up and got it done. Toby uh, Chanchar was amazing. Preplovich or whatever was fantastic. So I say that all, you know, because I, I was shocked at his play. I don't think that that uh, Germany is going to play that same defense on him, and I do think. Luke is the best play on the board. And I do believe that, like you said, there's no resting. There's no pacing. This is do or die. You go. I don't think they win by 25 or something where the, he sits. You know, 10, 15-point victory. Luca plays a ton of minutes. 
I'm plugging him into everything. He is in an absolute groove, Andrew, and he is my go-to guy. Now, what I am going to do is I'm not going to go with the secondary expensive guy, which I think a lot of people will do with Slovenia, being Toby and Chanchar. They were terrific. They really were terrific. But they had a ton of opportunities. They basically had three-on-twos where they're getting open shots, open lobs. I think some of that gets taken away by Germany as they spread it the floor a little bit more. I like the secondary guys better in this matchup to go with Luka, and it would be <clears throat> maybe one of these three guys, Blazic, who's getting 25.8 minutes a game, Dragic, Zoran that is, at 24 minutes a game, and uh, Prepolic. Uh, he looked fantastic at the end of the game. He doesn't miss his free throws. He got 23, but I think he may get 26, 27. So after that, I'm not going with the rest of the group, but I do want exposure. Even though there's eight teams and you know we've got to go through them all, I can find myself with a minimum of two guys from Slovenia, including Luka and either Blazic, Dragic, or Prepolic. Yeah, I think those are the key six. And certainly love Luka here. Uh probably the best upside of anybody on the slate problem is that he's the most expensive. And for me, just to give a, an overview of the, the whole slate here, the way I'm looking at it, uh, there's three builds that I like. Uh, one of them is Luca and Durant because Durant is the other favorite payup that I've got. Um, and then you could go a, a build without Luca or a build without KD because, you know, 13, two is a lot. And, and, we're back at a four-game slate where you have some different options, you know, somewhere between six and nine thousand. You've got a lot of key players that I think are more playable now, and there's more options in that price range. Earlier on in the Olympics, it was, you know, 10, nine or ten thousand, or three or four thousand. Yeah, it really um, has changed. You know what's amazing though, and I got to say this because I can't believe it, and ended up right on the nose. When the Olympics opened and Luca was 10-8, I said, I think he should be like 13-2. Yep. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. on tape, 13-2, and that's where he's at. <laughs> he's finally there. Definitely deserves it. Crazy. Uh, so Luca, yeah, definitely in play for me. He's in my first lineup. Yeah. Um, Char and Toby, yeah, like you said, they're solid. They're playable. Uh, don't know if I'll go with one. If I go with Luca, I probably won't. Um, and those other three guys are definitely the, the fill-in uh, choices. Prepolic, I really like. He's that shooting guard option. Well, right. they, they all are, uh, Blazic and, and Dragic. But uh, I like how he uh, sort of that, you know, when Luka sits for a few minutes, he'll he'll run the show. Like you said, he hit, hit his free throws 9 for 10. That's the one thing he should uh, talk to Luka about is uh, getting that free throw percentage up. But um yeah, you know, definitely want some exposure to this side in the highest total on the board. Let's turn to the uh, German side here, and they are in into this quarterfinal round with a, a one and two record. Uh, you know, pretty solid pricing here. Uh, they're one of the cheapest teams overall. Yeah, you've got Low uh, at seventy two hundred, who yeah he had a down game last time, but I think he's definitely playable in a high scoring game. Uh, Opst uh, continues to be scoring dependent, but scoring it pretty well. Uh, the bigs, uh, Tymon had almost another double. Double. He's been flirting with that. 
really good price at 4100 uh, He's one of my key value plays on this slate. Voigtman is also playable for me. Another double-double threat, only 5900 uh, So you could go there. Uh, Bonga, you know, I do want to mention him because I think there's a decent chance he'll spend some time on Luca, which, you know, could make things a little difficult for Luca. Um, nobody's going to, you know, really thwart him. And uh, I don't think he can possibly have a dud if he stays healthy and plays, you know, 33, 34 minutes again. But right. Bonga could take a little bit off that ceiling. Uh, with the uh, the German bench, Giffy stepped up in the last game, and he's really cheap. Uh, he's not my favorite play on the, on the slate, but I could see somebody going there. Wagner, I think, way overpriced uh, with his minutes. Barthel, you know, he's another punt play as a $3,000 option if you want to go with a couple pay-up guys. Yeah, I, the German side's pretty easy for me. I This one wasn't one that I had to spend much time on. You know, Ops leads them with 30 minutes a game, but he's just incredibly scoring dependent. And, you know, when I know three games is a small sample size, but if you go back and look at some of the friendlies and, you know, all the way through the preparation to the Olympics, Ops is a scorer, and he really doesn't do almost anything else whatsoever. It's really hard to believe that uh, he doesn't uh, chip in very much anywhere else. So I'm not going to go there. Uh, the, the two guys I like are low for sure. Again, bad game last game, but uh, you know I think he's the one. I think he's their best player, and I think he steps up. And and uh, Voigtman's grown on me. I I really appreciate the fact that he's going to hit the glass. Uh, be consistent, uh, you know, inside and and be that for. So it's it's all about Loy, uh, Low and Voitman. I don't know if I'll have both, but it's possible. I wouldn't mind having 2v2 in this game that the fact that it's the highest uh, total. But after that, really, I, I can't even go there. I just, you know, Giffy, Bonga, Thyman, Barthel, Wagner, all those, Wagner, I mean, the, all those guys, you know, between 15 and 22 minutes, none of them jumping out. Um, you know, I think Slovenia wins this game, you know, good 10, 15 points at least. And, you know, the rest of those guys are all going to be, I think, rotating, trying to to stay fresh and, and try to, you know, beat Slovenia that way. But to me, it's it's low has got the number one spot and Voitman uh, has a great chance. After that, I just don't see anybody that's really rosterable on this full slate of four games. Okay. All right, let's go to game two, Spain and the USA. Crazy. Uh, 12 and a half point favorites for the Americans. Another yes. good total here, coach of 180. I know. This one's going to tip off at 1240 a.m. What are your thoughts on Spain? Well, I'll tell you, I, I can't believe we have to play Spain in this round. I mean – I thought we were going to play Spain for the gold medal. So it's happened it's, twice before recently. They I know bigger matchups here instead of the quarters. You're right, and you know the big question here is very simple. Slovenia and and Spain knew that whoever lost that game was going to have to play the USA in the first round. So it it was a very important game, and it was very close. I mean, if you, if you watch that game, it was a, a one point game with 30 seconds left. They just happened to hit 
all their foul shots. And for some reason, the guy from Sylvania took a three with like five seconds left and made that. And so it looked like they won, you know, not handily, but good enough. But it was a down-of-the-wire game. So I expect this to be a tough game. I know that we're double-digit favorite, and people are saying, well, Spain's a little old, a little slow. I'm telling you, don't poke the bear, man, because this team has more experience than just about any team in Olympic history. If you go through Rudy Fernandez, the Gasol brothers, Rubio, all these guys, Lull, Sergio Lull, these guys have played multiple Olympics, multiple world championships, and have won. They're the defending world champions right now. So I think this game stays close. This is my second favorite game on the board, and they just happen to be the first two totals. I'll probably have almost all my spots filled, Andrew, from these first two games. Maybe one off for one of the other games, but I just think these two games reek of just awesome games, high-scoring games, and you know, good, really good teams. Rubio is massively the captain here. I mean, if you watch that game, his usage, they stand around if he doesn't have the ball. It's just like it, everything stops. He makes everything go passing, shooting, driving. Um, just a massively important guy here. Now, I know he's super expensive, but you know you can go with two pay-up guys, and I really like Rubio here. I, I know that we'll put all kinds of strong defenders on him. He'll see you know, Drew Holiday for sure. He'll see a little Tatum. He'll see a little, you know, just our strongest defenders. I just think because of the way the Spain, Spain's offense runs, I think Rubio's a must. I really do. And I know, you know, they're probably saying, you know, coach, how are you going to heck are you going to roster Luke, Luca and Rubio and make it work? Well, there's still a ton of value here in these games, including this game. I think, you know, the guys you can look at that are, that are cheaper that can fit are Fernandez and Lull and maybe a Brinus. You can, you can check out uh, Rodriguez uh, too. So those guys are all playing mid minutes, but they do work and they do contribute. Um, the bigs are the question. I'm, I'm not going to be able to afford to go to the bigs and they're splitting time anyway with Gasol and, you know, both Gasols and, Hernan Gomez getting a little bit of time, you know, and just I think they split that up enough uh, that, you know, we, we don't have to worry about trying to, to determine which one to go with. Now, um, Clay, uh, Claver had a, a phenomenal game. Um, he was uh, his last outing. I mean, he just really stepped up and he's good. He's he's a good player price wise. You know, that's the question. Um, you know, does he fit? Uh, and that's that's going to be the tough call. But I think you can find even two of these uh, value Spaniards that are going to get minutes in the 20s, uh, at least mid-20s, that uh, paired with Rubio could really be uh, very efficient. And I think, like I say, you know, the USA has played better, but you have to remember we looked bad in the friendlies. And we lost to France, who I think I think Spain is better than France, or they're very, very close anyway. And, you know, we beat two subpar teams that 
neither one advanced. So, you know, this, it's not like we're on fire here playing tremendous basketball. Uh, KD really stepped up this last game, but I think this is a close game. I think that uh, you really need some exposure from the Spaniards. Yeah, so for me, it's it's uh, depends on the slate here. On the four-game DraftKings slate, I don't like this game very much. Uh, definitely going to have some exposure to it, and probably on both sides. Uh, but the the pricing is just way different on that that single game slate on FanDuel. No big surprise there. But you know, th- most of the studs here, I'm just not looking at on the main slate. I can see the you know attraction to Rubio and the usage. I mean, I laughed looking back at the box score coach. He had 23 shot attempts. Nobody else even had 10 on Spain. I, I mean, it looked like it was you know give him the ball and then he'll figure out whatever else is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he just, he is in a groove uh, and he, he loves the, the, the team on his back here with international play, but I, I am concerned about Drew Holiday's defense. I think he, he makes it really tough on him uh, enough so that the, the $9,800 price tag is a little bit steep for me on the main slate. I'd rather uh, pay for Duran at 95 on the other side. You know, I, I do want to say one thing with Rubio. I think they set a high pick for him and and brush Holiday off of him as much as possible. That's why I like him because I don't think the secondary guy, the Levines, the Bookers, all these guys, I don't think they can check him that well. Just something I want I forgot to mention. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that'll be an interesting dynamic to see how that plays out. If you know he has to play extremely well for Spain to have a chance. I, I lean towards U.S. Uh, winning this one pretty easily. I think wow. all that, uh, you know, the veteran status you talked about is tremendous for Spain. They've got all the experience. Um, you know, I think their bigs are a little bit deeper than France, like you say. But I just think the the youth, the speed, the shooting, the way the U.S. is trending, uh, that they're going to win this one pretty easily. So I don't want to pay up for Rubio on the main slate. Uh, the bigs do split up a little bit too much for me on the main slate as well, like you said. So I'd rather look at a, a value play for Spain. Uh, Sergio Rodriguez is, uh, you know, pretty solid. He's a, he's a good cash game option because he's, you know, right around fifteen to twenty fantasy points. He's only forty three hundred. Yeah, uh, he hasn't shown a great ceiling, and obviously he's backing up Rubio. So I, I don't think he's going to get twenty minutes, but decent cash option. Your GPP option would be a Baldi who really stepped up in the last game, got to 27 minutes. Abrinas took a big hit, only played seven minutes. I know. And Abaldi hit four threes. He's only 3,200 as a point guard. So I think you have to consider him definitely in in GPPs. Uh, Everybody else for Spain, uh, just not quite uh, a good enough price for me. Uh, You know, guys like Clavera, who you mentioned, I like more in in the single game on FanDuel. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, he he did really step up. He's he's yeah. a nice ball player and he's a good defender too. Yeah. Over on the American side, uh, like I've said, I really like KD here, ninety five hundred. Obviously, he has stepped up statistically, but also the way that he looks. I think he's really driven here, coach, to lead this team to gold. Um, you know, he, he there was that one play where he kind of got popped in the face, and he didn't. You know, he didn't make a big deal out of it. He just sort of took it in stride, shrugged it off. I, I mean, to me, it just looks like he's kind of got his head down, blinders on, trying to be the best in the world and, and lead the U.S. to gold. So 
I like that to continue here. And again, 9,500 for him, uh, I think is, is a very fair price. Um, Lillard, you know, so here's a, here's a good example of the two slates, 10, one on the main slate. I do not like, Yeah, you know, I'd rather go with possibly Rubio or a guy like Compazzo in the, in the $9,000 range, but on FanDuel, he's 12,000, which I think is way too low for that single game slate. So um, I agree. So there's Lillard there. Uh, Holiday, 8,500 on DraftKings. You know, that's tempting. Uh, he's playable there. He's probably the other starter I would look at for the U.S. Okay. Um, not really into Booker here. I know he was in foul trouble last game. Bam, Bam is sort of a wild card. He's only 6,700. Right. So, and I think they'll need him more here with with those bigs. We've got the Casal brothers. Correct. Um, so I think Bam could could have an uptick here. And then with the bench on the DraftKings slate, I think you could look at one of the cheaper guys. Draymond is sixty six. Middleton fifty five. He took a big step up with twenty three minutes in the last game. He sure did. And then on FanDuel, uh, both of those guys are still in play. You could look at Tatum, who played like Tatum in the last game and really yeah. just was a, a, an offensive force. Um, so 13, five on FanDuel is playable. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to be heavy on the U S in the FanDuel um, showdown, but on, on the main slate, you know, KD is my first target and then maybe a value play or well, not a value, but a mid tier guy like Draymond or Middleton. But uh, you know, I like a lot of the other um you know, six to nine K guys better on these other teams who are going to get, you know, 30 minutes. Yep. Well, I'm, you know, I'm going to be rooting my brains out for team USA, but you know, I, like I say, I think it's going to be a tight game. You know, it's pop. He's going to use his bench. You don't have anybody averaging over 25 minutes. I get it. Durant's a superstar, super stud, but he's still only getting 22 minutes a game. I know it's single elimination, and but it that and nothing scares pop that's what that's the thing about him he's going to do his rotation and do his deal of course he'll have Durant finish the game but I just don't want to I can't afford to pay up for KD or Lillard rostering Luca and Rubio and I and I give them the advantage uh, I think just based on minutes and usage um but I you know again Lillard great play on FanDuel at that price not going to use them on on the full DraftKings slate. Um, just a ton of splitting of minutes, a ton of splitting of usage. I do want exposure from this USA game, but I'm looking at some of the mid and lower level price guys as value. And that would be, I agree, I think Bam, who's averaging 20 minutes a game, I think he sees 25 to 28 minutes this game because the, the sheer size of that front line of Spain, they need him in there. And yeah, McGee will come in a little bit, but Draymond, I mean, you know, he's seven inches shorter than most of the bigs uh, from Spain. And I'm talking like all four of the bigs from Spain. So I think uh, an increased role for Bam, I think he can step up because he is a lot quicker and more athletic than the bigs from Spain. So he'll be able to get you know, it's not like he's going against another, you know, real ac- athletic big like he has in a few of these other games. So I like Bam the best on the USA side. And then I want to use a, a real good value guy here. And I'm, I'm looking right now at Middleton just because of him trending up. You know, he had a little bit tougher uh, 
adjustment to the big travel to get over there and rushing to get part of what they're doing. Drew seemed to adapt quickly, but it took Middleton, you know, three, four days, but he seems to be hitting a stride. I think he's getting a nice chunk of the rotation now and they're going to need him both on both ends of the floor, offensively and defensively. So I'm leaning to Bam and, and Middleton as my top two guys to go to because of the affordability. And, uh, you know, after that, though, I just don't want to spend the big prices. I think Team USA has been overpriced throughout this entire tournament. And, you know, to have more than two guys on an eight-game, uh, a four-game slate uh, seems like just a little too expensive. So I'm going to be rooting for them. I'll probably have, you know, only about two of them on my even my FanDuel lineup. So it's going to be... Silent rooting for Team USA for me, and then as far as taking down some some big contests on FanDuel and DraftKings, I'll have to get out my Spanish flag. I don't have a Spanish flag, but I can pretend, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Coach, halfway through the slate, and if you all would like to join us for our lineups as we try to take down those contests, then join us at dfscoachdoc.com. We give out a full coach's clipboard for DraftKings. Yeah. And we give out full lineups for a fan duel here that you can plug and play. We'll have multiple lineups for you for this one game slate. So DFSCoachTalk.com, sign up for whichever length of membership you'd like. And then we'll invite you into our Discord with an email this evening. Uh, so just make sure you join You know, by early evening. We'll post this at, let's see, first tip is 9 p.m. Eastern, Coach, right? So... We're posting uh, at 8 p.m. Okay, so uh, so join us this evening and and uh, join late afternoon, actually, if you want to get the baseball lineups tonight because we do that yes. seven days a week. So whichever membership you get, you get all of our sports at DFS Coach Talk. Absolutely, and we'd love to have you for that $88 summer special. It, it goes all the way till the NFL starts, so jump in DFSCoachTalk.com. All right, Uh Game three, Coach, Italy and France, and now we go with the total that's a little bit lower, only 167.5. Yes. Fran France favored by 8.5 as one of the 3-0 teams. Yeah. Uh, why don't you kick it off for us with Italy? My Italian brethren, yes, my homeland. Um, the Italians. Now, uh, one thing you got to look at here, we know France's defense is tough. They really created difficulty for Team USA. Italy scraps and gets after it defensively. And this is 15 and a half points lower or 14 and a half lower than the Slovenia Germany game. And that is a concern. We know those DFS uh, points per minute, when you reduce the amount of uh, points had, it, it has an, a direct effect. On top of that, with the Italians, is they, they have not pushed their guys, they have used their bench. Uh, you know, all they their key guys all average between uh, 13 and 28 minutes, and that's a full group of 10. So, you know, not the team that I want to really uh, jump on. Now, Fonashecchio has been their best player. Absolutely. He's averaging that 28 minutes, 18 points, and he gets some peripheries as well. Uh, he's the number one option for them. I think he has made himself... Uh, you know, pretty well to be known here as the best Italian uh, this Olympic Games. Uh, Tonit's been good. He's uh, He can score. He's getting minutes. 
periphery, a little shaky uh, pricing borderline. Nicolo Melli, you know, he, he had good games, bad games in this first grouping, a little expensive. Uh, you know, 25 minutes gives me some concern there as well. Now, I, I do like Polinar a little bit. He's at 24 minutes, uh, and he hasn't been shooting great, but you know, he can shoot it. He really can. And, uh, you know, he's good from the line. He gets some, some rebounds, assists. I think he's a good all-around player, a safer play, and a little bit more of an affordable play. Um, so I, I like him. Fonashekio and Polinar are my two favorite there. The guys that I'm looking at, if I need one more super value play that I do think will get good minutes, uh, Mannion, Pejola, um, Vitali, and uh, Morishini. Those guys all deserve a look. Uh, Gallinari, of course, is super dangerous. He could have a 30 real point game. Um, just pricing is a concern. You know, can can you afford them is, is the big question. So I'm not going to be heavy on the Italians here. I'm looking at one or two values and then the possibility, if I find a way to fit Fonashecchio in there, uh, that would be wonderful. But uh, I think this, I believe, not just because of the Vegas total, I actually completely agree with Vegas. I think this will be one of the tougher defensive grinded out games, uh, the toughest of the four. Yeah, I agree there. And the first four guys you mentioned are the ones I look at the most. Uh, Fontecchio, for sure, but he's the priciest. Tonnet gives you a shooting guard, 4,500, I think is fair. Uh, Polinara, you know, he's got some upside for 4,600. And then Melly, you know, 4,900, uh, you know, he, he did give us a dud in that second game, but back to reality. 15 yeah. and five in game three. Um, he's a no brainer GP peer, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So 4,900, he's definitely in play for me. Don't want to go to the other guys. Um, I, I prefer those first four here. Uh, over on the French side. We, um, we, oui, oui, monsieur. We, oui, we. Oui. So, uh, you know, it, I, I do think this will be lower scoring. Uh, nobody, you know, jumping off the page in terms of the 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 the, the leaders here, the guards, Decolo. Yeah, he could do it. At seventy eight though is a little pricey. Fournier eighty three, probably not because he's so scoring dependent. Uh, Gobert is overpriced for me at eighty seven. So for me, it's more of a maybe a one off value play. Batum is fifty four hundred. I think that's fair. Yeah, Buscelli thirty five hundred. Might be my favorite potential play here. He got back to 19 minutes last game. He kind of helps things work. Or you could go with Hurdle off the bench for 41. He's been a really solid scorer. And then Poirier, 4,000 as a center. Again, you know, not the best floor, but I think he's the most talented big. Um, and, you know, I, I the Italian bench, you know, they don't have a good big to – um, to shut him down while he's out there. So I think he can, you know, clean up on the glass a little bit more while he's playing. So, you know, really both sides of the ball here, coach, this is all about a value play, a one-off here or there. hundred percent. In fact, this will be our time saver. If you're 
trying to listen to this podcast and you're trying to squeeze it in, I'll, I'll make it a little quicker for you. You've got 11 of the 12 French players averaging between 14.7 and 25.2. That is an unbelievable rotation and depth. However, it crushes you in DFS. Uh, Fournier's too scoring dependent. All the rest of the guys, just shared minutes, shared usage. It's a slower pace against a decent Italian defense pass. Okay. All right. Game four. Let's see what we have left here for the 8 a.m. tip. It is Australia and Argentina. Australia, uh, another 3-0 and team favored by 8.5. A half. little bit better total than the last one at 171 and a half, but not in the 180s. So uh, talk to me about Australia here. Yeah, this this uh, this is the game that I think is going to be a blowout. Uh, I Australia's only favored by eight and a half. I think Argentina is is not good. I think they're they were overrated coming in. Their best years are behind them. I think Australia comes in here and just crunch time. I'm talking 15, 20 point victory, and it's only an eight and a half spread. So I'm going out on a limb a little bit there. I just think Australia is way better. I think they're deeper and. Uh, you know, right now, you know, other than the washed up uh, Argentinian players, they have even more experience. So on the Australian side, you know, I can't afford Patty Mills. Uh, you know, you've got your regular options that I've been playing throughout these playoffs. I think Joe Ingles uh, is a reasonable play. Kay has been a big plus for me. He has not let me down uh, very often. I mean, he gets his rebounds. He scores. He's getting a solid 20 minutes, uh, and his price has remained reasonable. So he's on the list. Uh, the, the other two guys I, I like are, are Thibel and Exum again. I think they're both playable. I know that their minutes have been a little fluctuating, but they're still averaging 21 minutes. And in a game like this where I think they'll have a little bit more lead, I don't think they'll have to push Patty Mills or even Ingles to – overextend minutes, I think, you know, they'll feel confident and comfortable with a Thibel and Exum in there and their experience. Now they may not go to the third group with Sobe and Green and the and and Wreath and some of those guys, but I think that the in-between guys like Thibel and Exum could be nice plays here. They both are capable of having big games. Certainly both have GPP potential, but I'm really looking at uh, possibly putting one of these two uh, as a value play into my main lineup. Um, uh, again, I'm not going to be real heavy on this game. I'll have more exposure by far in those first two games. But I think that a, a key player or two from Australia here, uh, the ones that will get that 25 to 28 minutes, uh, I think is going to be a big plus. And uh, I think it's going to be very necessary in your build. So pretty simple for me. Um, if you're not going to go up, for a combination of like Andrew and I were talking, if you're not going to go with a, a Rubio, Luca, uh, Durant, and uh, Lillard, two of those four, I've already made gotten two of those. But if you only have one of them and you're trying to build out, Mills is still a fine option, but he's up there in price too. So you, it would eliminate uh, owning one of the others. So, you know, tough choices. But uh, again, I think they handle this game well enough that we we may see bigger games from Patty Mills in the next two. 
Yeah, I, I chuckled again with Mills because he also got 23 shots in that last game. Like, Rubio. they just keep feeding him 15 threes. Yeah. You love it, but, you know, he's obviously not a big rebounder. And at 10 5, that's, uh, it's that's just, a lot. It's just too much uh, for, for my taste here. Uh, Ingalls, much better price, but not as, not even close to as much uh, usage, just sort of, you know, taking the occasional three. Right. Uh, I, I also prefer this side for a value play. K, very solid, only 4,800. Landall yeah. next to him, 4,700 as a yeah. center. Both of those guys are in play for me. And then, you know, the other guys would be a GPP. Uh, like you said, Thibel, his price is getting close to attractive, but still at 7,100. Yeah. I mean, just compare it to, to Fontecchio. I'd rather go there. Thibel right. continues to pile up the stocks. So if he gets a few more buckets, then you know he could be a key play. But he's still right on the borderline with Price, and then Exum uh, GPP only. Yeah. Over on the Argentina side, uh, sounds like I like them a little bit more than you, Coach. I you know yeah. I like how they you know fly around. Um, will they hit their threes? Last game, Compazzo did. He was five for nine. Uh, La, Prov- La Provitola did not. Zero oh for eight. I know. Uh, he Tell got me 20. about it. Yeah. He was on my squad. I know. <laughs> 29 minutes. So if he turns it around uh, at 6,200, he could pay that off. Uh, Compazzo, how about 17.7 rebounds, 11 assists? Uh, unbelievable. You know, Talk about hustling. Oh, hustling and just intense. You got to love the way yeah, he, he did, plays. He did the jersey rip, too. Right. You got to love yep. that. Yep. <laughs> uh, so he's playable for me. Uh are you so, worried about Composo's price though? Yeah, 92. I mean, you know, he's not he's not in my first lineup. He yeah. would be the, you know, if you fade Luca, then he's a guy that I would consider. Uh Scola was really nice in the last game, 23 and 10. 8,800 is a little bit tough. Uh Bersino stepped up 30 minutes. How about that? Yeah. I had him in there. I stuck with him by the skin of my teeth, and he he paid it off. But his but his buddy Lapper Vitola <laughs> sunk the ship. Yeah. So Brasino, uh, definitely a value play to consider. Yeah. Uh, Delia, another solid option, fifty two hundred. But he was he's been good. He yeah. has been good. You know, I, I lean a little bit more towards the Australian side with those bigs who are a little yeah. bit cheaper. Yeah. Uh, and then Vildoza. Not the worst play at forty seven hundred deck, a little pricey at seventy nine, but you know he was more like himself in the last game. Yeah. Again, you know GPP option at that price. Yeah, you know the one thing I do like about the Argentine side is they're they're really more of a, a seven man rotation, and that helps. A lot yeah. of teams are going so much deeper, but really, you know, if you're going to roster anybody from this team, it's you know the Scola, Composo, Deck, Lapper, Vitola. Racino, Delio, and uh, Vildoza. Those those seven can all make their number. I just don't think this team is is talented enough uh, to to really compete with the big boys here. Now, Scola has been up and down. He's a little pricey, and it's just hard to afford him. But you know he can have a good game. But he is up. You know he's older. He's shown a little bit of inconsistency, but. Uh, certainly can't go wrong there. You know, I get it with Compazzo. I'm with you on his hustle. You know, how 
just how well he, he's playing and going after it. But I don't know, 27 minutes, you know, I think it's a bit of an aberration that he's getting six rebounds a game. I mean, that's just nuts. And, uh, you know, he does have the propensity to turn it over a little bit. I'm just worried at that price, uh, you know, if if he can get it done, especially I think, you know, that, that uh, Australia is outstanding defensively. So, you know, I don't blame anybody for taking Composo here. I just don't think I want to spend the money, uh, you know, with, with the current build that I have. You know, I like that grouping, that same grouping I've been using. I think I've had two of these four in every round, and that's the Deck, Lapravitola, Brusino, and D Delia. They're all getting that, you know, 22 to 26 minutes. They're all getting some shots up, you know, and they give and take on some of these games. But, you know, they make the salary work, and, you know, I think that they're going to have to play well uh, for this for them to stay in the game. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not super high on this side, as you say. Uh, but if there's some bizarre way that I am able to find a ton of value, uh, Scola may sneak his way in there. But if not, it's probably going to be just one or two of the value guys. Uh, probably Lapravitola again. I do think that he'll get a lot of shots up. I think that last game was a bit of an aberration. But uh, if not, you know, cheaper even with Brasino or Delia. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully we get some value from this side. Excellent. Yeah. So hopefully that uh, got everybody ready for the four game slate on DraftKings. And also hopefully the in-depth discussion of each team will help you if you decide you want to play one of the showdown slates on DraftKings because they do have single game contests for all four of these games. Yes. So uh, check those out. Coach, any final thoughts here? No, I mean, this is going to be a great set of games. You want to see blood and guts, determination and hustle. And I mean, this it's like watching four game sevens in a row. I'm serious. These teams, they lay it out there. You get a chance to play for your country, maybe sometimes just once. And so you, you give it everything you got. So enjoy these games, you know, either, you know, try to go with no sleep, uh, get the Red Bull out, monsters, whatever you have, and or you can, rec you know, record like I do for the middle of the night games and try to watch them on both ends. But uh, I would say enjoy them uh, and definitely jump with us. Uh, you can check us out at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. You can check out Andrew at Language Olympic. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And we'd love to have you. Perfect time to join. You get all this basketball all this baseball, all the golf coming up. So uh, DFSCoachTalk.com, love to have you. Absolutely. And thank you all for tuning in. Please do subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. And we will be back for the next Olympic slate. You can be sure of that. So on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.